a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. Welcome to the Restricted Section, a Harry Potter book club podcast in which we like to point out everything that's stupid about Harry Potter. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 34, The Department of Mysteries. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Ginny, Neville, and Luna fly to London to the Ministry of Magic to save Sirius Black from probably being tortured by Voldemort, which is definitely something that's happening right now. They make their way through the spinning room and past the weird arch, and they manage to totally ignore the kind of compelling tank of brains until they come to this like big ass room with all these orbs in it. And Harry doesn't find Sirius there, but he does find a cool orb with his name on it. Freya is is here eating her carrot popsicle. Oh my god, she looks so happy. Is it just us? Yeah, it's just us, baby. Yeah, just us. Yeah, she freaking loves carrot popsicles. They are her new favorite food. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, back to this. Old school. Do you have a better option? It's like, this is so 2002. Okay, well, my wireless. My wireless earbuds are still charging. Okay, you want to. Okay. This is, this is like 2020 all over again. Oh, Jesus. Freya, that was before you were born. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> that was a long time that ago. That was before you were conceived. We were young and hip and living in a cool city apartment. It had mold, but we didn't care. Yeah, because we were cool. It was in a museum district. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You, you have it in the wrong ear. Should we, should we switch sides of the table? Why do I have it in the wrong ear? It's this one and, and it's that one. No. It's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. It go, if it goes this way. Yeah, no, because it fits Okay, in. and then switch. Yeah, well, this one has a weird little one. That's fine. I'm a weird little one. No, no, it's going to be in this year. There you go. There you go. Is that more comfortable? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm, I told you I'm into weird little things. Well done, right. team. We this did it. We're already recording, so you got all this liquid gold. Perfect. On, on, amazing. Including Michael eating chips like a dick bag. Wait, what? <laughs> chips don't pop up on things. <laughs> All right, let's synchronize our audio, but only one of you do it. Understood. I will do it because I'm used to it. One, two, three, four, four, five. Good job, Freya. Good counting. See, if you don't think counting is important. It's not. It is because mom just demonstrated it. There are going to be AI to count for you, buddy. The AI won't be able. That's an interesting question. Artificial intelligence has become a singular noun, and we've been using it as a proper noun, but, like, the artificial intelligence are or artificial intelligences? Artificial intelligentsia? 
You guys know how in like Britain they talk about how like the soccer team like they're like oh um Manchester United have yes uh, I'm really bad at doing sentences I'm so stupid dude and how do I book every time I try to come up with an example my brain is just completely empty uh. Freya has thoughts and feelings on that you well might have heard. you're gonna have to hold on to it Freya because I haven't even introduced you yet. All right, let's even, let's do it. Let's, you. let's bang this out because we got a bedtime to hurl towards. Yeah, let's bang okay. this out. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Welcome to the restricted section where it's all mysteries all the time. I'm your host Christina. With me today is my beloved friend Brooke. Say hello to the listeners, Brooke. What it do? Also, back from the past, <laughs> back from 2020 or whatever the hell the last time you were on the podcast. Mike, say hello to the listeners, Mike. Hello, I'm time traveling Mike from 2020. Man, this pandemic blows. <laughs> Thank God, though, it's going to end pretty soon with the warm weather from summer. Am I right? <laughs> also with us today, special guest slash my favorite co-host slash the youngest person who's ever been on this podcast, Freya. Say hello to the listeners, Freya. Can you like poker or something? Freya, can you say anything? <laughs> I'm going to wait for her to say something later, and then I'll <laughs> Understood. She's very determinedly eating a oh, carrot no. popsicle. Oh, and we're dropping it, too. Okay, good job. Good good uh, job. Good drop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Did you get that? Got it. Nice. Loud and clear, Freya. Welcome to the show. Good job. You are a podcaster now. I forgot to tell you when I was there yesterday that I really like your splat mat. It's very cute. Thank you. The world map. The baby world map. Thank you. I quite like it. It's like the animals that are on it are weird and non-representative of the countries for which they're overlaid, and that's the kind of quality you get with Amazon. <laughs> Just indiscriminate animals. I, I dig it. It's yeah. like Zootopia. You I look don't... at it at first, and you're like, oh, it's the animals from those countries, and then you keep looking at it, and you're like, why is there a fucking leopard look, on the I, Americas? I don't think <laughs> I don't think there's going to come a point where she's sitting in third grade. She's like, now, wait a second. My splat mat when I was two said that. That uh, giraffes were clearly in southeastern Africa. There's a random bear. There's a bear in a sweater that says Big Boss on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's just, that's a bear thing. That's because Central North American brown bears have a lot of attitude. Uh (laughs) I've actually heard that. So, Mike, we've talked to Brooke more recently than we talked to you. How is fatherhood treating you? Mm-hmm. Are you eating chips still? Drinking some white ice or something? Uh, ice, ice. Um, <laughs> fatherhood is wonderful. It's an amazing journey through a beautiful, Speak into the mic. through a beautiful forest. Uh, it just so happens that this luscious, beautiful, ever-changing, ever-growing, dynamic forest is full of prickly barbs that pick you and sting you and wake you up in the middle of the night and uh, spill things everywhere. Sometimes they're full of shit. Yeah, and occasionally poop on everything. <laughs> it's it's basically a shit forest. It's a beautiful, <laughs> magical, brambly shit forest. Uh, so, you know, and I'm just... I'm just journeying through that. Lots of room for growth. That makes it sound like he doesn't enjoy the hell out of it. Oh, no. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me, man. Yeah. You guys are good parents. <laughs> we love doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, your kid's pretty cool. Everyone, take it from me. Pretty cool kid. Freya, when you're watching this or listening to this back at like the age of 16, 
um, know that we thought we were good parents, and I understand <laughs> that you disagree. Yeah, she'll Don't be they like, all. She'll be like, little did the listeners know the traumatic events that would unfold <laughs> soon afterwards. Like dropping her carrot popsicle. Also, you, you guys may not know this, but I actually invited a fourth guest onto our podcast, and you, you might actually hear them right now, and that's Maple. <laughs> playing oh, with her wow. chew toys snorting in the and squeaking in the background um, just for you the she's listener. a very opinionated harry potter fan believe it or not um <laughs> freya laughed at that she thought that was funny that's a pretty good key, key dad jokes oh, no. <laughs> awesome well i'm glad to have the whole family on my pod that's so cute and awesome uh, freya i'm glad you agree good job girl we're going to try to get through this because Freya's bedtime is imminent. This is about to be the shortest episode of the restricted <laughs> section ever filmed. No, the shortest one was the 420 episode because I forgot how to talk. <laughs> it's like 42 minutes or something. It's perfect. Oh my God, I'll never go back. Maple. Maple agrees. She's like, love that episode. One of the best. <laughs> really convinced me to join the Patreon and the Discord server. Oh my God. Maple. <laughs> it's too early in the episode for plugs. Chapter 34, the par- Department of Mysteries. And thank God we're almost at the end of this thing. We we get the, the, been happening. the revelation of the mystery that's been building this entire book of what that hallway do. What's the hallway? <laughs> Tell me. So we start this episode at 100 miles per hour. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Ginny, Neville, and Luna. And they're all mounting their Thestrals. Just ready to hurtle through the sky on an invisible force. I truly can't think of anything. And they like address this in the book, but it it is correct that I can't think of anything more alarming than mounting something that's invisible and then trusting it to just take me through the sky. Yeah, absolutely not. Speaking of hurtling things, our child right now is hurtling her... Uh, carrot sticks across the kitchen so Mm -hmm. if you hear any splattering that's her journey so hard for babies to learn that after you throw it you don't have it anymore yeah the problem is we're not really reinforcing yet that she doesn't get it back that's us being oh yeah i clap and i (laughs) encourage her to do it uh biting me in the ass right now Oh my god, that's like my dad when we were younger taught my cousins how to headbutt, and then they were <gasps> headbutting everything, and my aunt was very mad at him. Ooh. Like, this is not good behavior. <laughs> but, you uh, know, a little blonde baby headbutting you, that's a little cute. That's a little cute. If I were upon a Thestral, I would probably have to, like, close my eyes and, like, l- like lean into it and, like, grasp it so that I could feel it and pop, ro- probably smell it, even if I couldn't see it. I Do you think you could do cat do? Thestrals have a scent. They, they'd have to, right? I don't know. It's like blood. They love the taste of blood and they smell like blood. I don't know. Do snakes smell like anything? I feel like they're very patterned on snakes. Because oh. they got scaly like snake, skin. They're snake horses, though. Yeah. Hmm. So do, is it horse smell or snake smell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, snores. Um, yeah. Warm-blooded or cold-blooded? I, they've got to be cold-blooded. They've got to be cold-blooded. I guess if they're eating... Oh, God, I just don't know enough about reptiles. <laughs> you got thoughts on it, Freya? Yeah, you bring up a good point, Freya. All right, we'll table that for now. If anyone... Listeners, 
tell us what you think a Thestral is more of, a snake or a horse. No, tell us what you think Thestrals smell like. I want yeah, a description of the scent of a Thestral. <laughs> so Luna has seen death. <laughs> so she can see the Thestrals. And Luna's helping all the other people get on because they can't see them. And Ron's like, this is fucking weird. And he's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hermione and Ginny complain less, but it is one of those things where it's like... Silent e- trauma happened. Everybody in the party, aside from Neville and Harry, Neville and Harry are kind of like, okay. Luna's <laughs> way too comfortable on a death horse. Yeah. She rode in here on a death horse. <laughs> She's a Nazgul. she truly is she has infinite ability to just go right on in on it Mm -hmm. so they harry gets on his thestral and then as if the thestral's an owl he's like um ministry of magic please in uh london (laughs) (laughs) might i request uh, um he it makes the gentlest suggestion. Like, imagine getting into a cab and asking this gently where you would like to go. <laughs> Bro, tell me where to drop you off. <laughs> so they all talk, take off, and then they fly for a very long time. And it's just like a lot of description of them flapping in the breeze. I, yeah, I do want to know, though. Okay, do you have to be magic and have seen death to see a Thestral? Or it, just anybody that's seen someone die can see wow. a Thestral because they're that's a great question flying into central London it seems like mayhaps there would be an issue with being um sighted yeah um not that he not that Harry fucking Potter gives a shit about that right now but let me see yeah um if it says on the harrypotter.fandom.com truly the determination this whole sequence of events is the raw unbridled anger and confidence of a 15-year-old boy come to a head. Yeah, also, it's the raw, unbridled uh, hatred of a child trying to eat carrots right now, mush carrots, because that's what we're dealing with right now. (laughs) I think it's also some unbridled thestrals. Isn't bridle a horse word? Yes, bridle is a horse word. You nailed it. (laughs) But like, Thank you. There was a pun there. We didn't have to make it. We just decided to explain the premise. So hold on, like... So, like, this is kind of important, right? Like, as much as we can, like, in hindsight, after, like, reading all the books, like, turn around and be like, oh, Harry, you idiot. You're really, like, heading straight into this dipshit on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's actually a lot of progression and growth in his character because up until, up until like, especially the Order of Phoenix, a lot of Harry Potter is kind of, like, following along. Like, he's just following along on the journey and the oh, adventure. God, yes. oh, she just threw up so much. Well, good for you, Freya. <laughs> yeah, you threw up. Uh, dad is proud of you. Good, And now dad's cleaning you. This is good. Dad has progression and growth. The first time I met Freya, she had just had a shit explosion and Mike was reacting in the <laughs> oh, exact same way. Well, okay, let's just let's just go off on a tangent here because no. your reader, your, your listeners need bedtime. to hear about this. We have a bedtime. No, no, no. It's no, got to no. be this condensed. Is, this is but... important. This is important. So the first time <laughs> Tina met Freya... Oh, yeah, she enjoys this story. The first time Tina met Freya, me and my wife, Brooke, were sitting there in the kitchen, and we were talking to ourselves how great of parents we were after only being a parent for, like, three days. And at the door, the door knocks, and in comes Tina and her husband, Sean. And at that moment, Freya decided to not only shit herself, 
but shit all over the couch, all over Brooke, everywhere. The dog decided to go crazy and run around. We might need to get her out of her chair. Yeah, I know. You're like, please do not tell the world about this. And so, <laughs> and so as, as Tina and Sean are walking into our house, I am literally at the couch just cleaning up, like, just... I mean, you, you, would, you wouldn't think a, a human being could produce this much poop. So needs to say, we really didn't look like we had our act together. In fact, we looked like we had our heads, heads underwater. But literally, like, <laughs> right before you came in, we were like, we're doing, so, we're such good, we're killing this parent thing. And I don't know if it helped that as soon as you guys came in, we were both, like, uproariously laughing at the fact that there was shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, oh, crap, people. We were like, I promise we're way better put together than this. We're so, we're so got our shit together, except this shit on the actual, you know, couch. You can have your shit together even when there's kind of shit everywhere. You know what I mean? It, it can be both. I that, feel that. That's deep lessons, deep talk. Brad. Speaking of having your shit together, they arrive at the ministry and they cram into the phone box and it's still working. It's not, it's not <laughs> Bigger on the inside, as one would hope with this many people, a la Doctor Who. You you do feel like, you know, they could have done any amount of magic on that. That's point A. Point B is, like, why does the Ministry have this still running after hours? Like, turn, they extinguish the fires so that people yeah. can't flew in. Turn off the freaking phone the box. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Like, just, point. just turn it off. <laughs> I don't know why. Damn I Logic stands in the way of, of the plot of Harry Potter. I, I, know. Once I don't again. mean to poke plot holes in <laughs> Harry Potter here. Um, but this phone box does give me one of my favorite jokes in probably the entire series, uh, which is that it's like, hey, like, what are you here for? And Harry's like trying to get attention called to it. So he's like, we're, you know, we're here to save someone unless your ministry can do it first, which I'm sure is him either throwing shade or trying to be like, maybe someone's listening to this and it's a recorded yeah. line. A and in instead, the phone box spits them out visitor name cards that read rescue mission. Yeah, I that's a good one. It's a good joke. Yeah, that's fun. She's like, I don't know. The AI is like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the magic box is like, Okay, I'm um, just going to take that at face value. <laughs> You're going to save talked someone? About this? Rescue mission. <laughs> we talked about this. Holy shit, give me a second. Um, We talked about this on fucking October 12th. That's how long we've been reading this book. <laughs> we talked about this phone box and the cool female voice. And it, it describes her as that in like six different places. Like the cool female voice. And I always think of your voice, Brooke, when I read that. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Brooke doing her reading thing. Oh, it is. Here, hold on. Let me let me give you a snip because this is. Uh, oh, thanks, Michael. <clears throat> Thank you. Visitors, please take the badges and attach them to the front of your robes. Perfect. Crushed it. That's a cool female voice. That is like you, I that is my like a, can you do it with like a Commonwealth accent, like a British accent? <clears throat> let me give it a try. I've never tried. Uh, thank you. Thank you is a hard one. Okay, hold on. You just got to say governor at the end. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> say governor. Thank you. Visitors, please take the badges and attach them to the front of your robes. Oh, that was pretty good. That was that's, pretty good. That's so Essex. That's not, it's, You don't know what so that something. means. That's so Essex. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool female voice. Uh, so then they come in. 
They they sh- they shoot down the the shoot shoot bell- elevator shooty shoot. It's a slide. No, it's an elevator. <laughs> I wish it was a slide. It's just like <laughs> to me, a shoot is a slide. Like one of those really extreme water slides that they have at the water parks, where it's really tall and they just like remove the floor and you just go hurtling oh, down. Yeah. Me and my brothers did that in the Bahamas, and we called it the leap of they. They called it the leap of faith, but we were like a ah, leap of hurlier cookies. Am I right? And we thought that was the funniest thing because we were like six. Perfect. <laughs> um, they the Ministry of Magic is totally empty, including security. Wonder what that's Which, about. Harry's like, ah, it's probably a bad sign. <laughs> and then he's like. Mm. Pre- pressing onwards, endangering not only myself, but the lives of all of my dearest friends yeah. and one person that we kind of just met and don't have a lot of strong feelings about. Harry's like, I'm probably b- stronger and better than the hired security, surely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> good question, though. We've been learning a lot about wizarding jobs, and there still aren't mm. many of them in the universe. Um, do we think security guard has similar requirements to ours? I... Do no, we feel like it's like just like if you flunk out of horror school, you get to go to wizard security guard school? Yeah. Well, that sounds right. So I, I don't I don't think you guys are giving us a lot of historical contextualization. Michael, you, if you bring up the Spice Girls. No, uh, <laughs> that that joke's been played out. He's blinking uh, a lot. But uh, if you actually take historical accommodation, this this whole this whole events of the Order of Phoenix happened in 1996. Uh, and at this point, it's now the summer of 1996. Uh, and what most people are not aware of is that Britain was enrolled in a giant crisis, which was the divorce of uh, Diane and... Uh, Princess Diana. Princess Diana and Philip, uh, now the king of England, God save the king. Uh, and as many people know, uh, many muggles blamed the wizarding community for the divorce. <laughs> Not true. Uh, and the wizarding, the winter, uh, the Ministry of Magic was very worried about reprisal attacks by pro-Diana fans. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Hence the security. Yeah, you know, it's just that's just some real-world historical... But the security know, guard was gone. Are you saying that the security guard wasn't <laughs> at the ministry because he was protecting Princess Di? Yeah. Oh, my God, there was a security yeah. shortage. They needed yeah, him. they had to. I mean, she was... I mean, and, you know, she was... She was the she was the world's princess in a lot of ways, you know. Wow, you're right about that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> or the guard might have been gone because many people are also unaware of this. During the summer of 1996, one of the greatest singles of all time, "Wannabe" by the fucking uh-huh. <laughs> Spice Girls, uh-huh. uh-huh. was released, and he could literally have just been going to the record store to get a cassette tape slash CD. Surely a CD, right? You know, cassettes were still kind of in, man. Yeah, cassettes mm. were still popping at yeah. that time. And don't forget, okay. jobs are hard to come by, so finances are hard, man. Yeah, how much do we think a, a security guard for the wizarding world clears? What do you think overnight security at the ministry pays? At least seven. Oh, about 11 sickles a night. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Nothing. <laughs> do you think you get a company broomstick? Like- oh, that's cute. They're like, we give you some cinnamon spice, a uh, phoenix feather, and some gold ingots. And you're like, hmm, that's definitely going to pay the rent. Next year, I'm going to negotiate for a newt. Yeah. Come home to your wife, and they're like, I told you, you should have argued for three newts, David. Three. Um, yeah, but they probably don't get paid that good. That's why they're fucking off tonight. Smoke a cigarette outside. That's it. So I will say, this, this whole sequence, 
brings up something that I feel is a critical failure in a lot of Harry Potter books. <laughs> and that's that something that Harry did half-assedly very early on is now something that he remembers in excruciating detail. He's like, I remember the code to put into the phone. I remember exactly how to do this. I remember what floor I need to go to. I remember how to get to the elevators. I remember, like, he, he remembers too much mm. for how distracted he was when this originally occurred. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, this kid can barely pass his classes. The, the same can, thing happens. He can't do anything. <laughs> it's the same thing as them being like, yeah, Ron remembered what basilisk oh speech sounds God. like. You know what I mean? Like, it's save the it. same, same issue. What's up, Freya? Are those dinosaurs on her, on her whatever? Those, those are dinosaurs on her romper, Pretty cute. Yes. Thank you. Bisexual flag colored dinosaurs. I've yeah. got to point out. No, they are. They're very cute. Very cute. They got little pom-poms on them. Um, but so anyhow, this brings up a continuous issue for me of people remembering way too much to be able to reaccess places they've been previously. Right. And only when it's convenient. Almost like it's some kind of magic. <laughs> it's more like it's a oversight. I thought you were going to say almost like it's planned out like a book should be. <laughs> but, but no. No, no, no. No. <laughs> the Thestrals are an entire retcon of carriages that drive themselves because we simply need another mode of transportation. I feel like when we watch, do the movie watch along, we should like drink for every retcon because I feel like it happens kind of a lot in this book series. This book in particular is a lot of it. It's a lot of like, all right, I've set up a boss battle and I've built somewhat of a world, but I don't understand how any of these things come together. Well, so man, you can't have a whole chapter called Harry Potter and the... Fuck, I don't remember the combo. You could have him mistake it once. The whole chapter can't be him just like standing there. He's mistaken right now. Don't forget. He's fucking mistaken. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. This whole series of events is a mistake. Oh, he's mistaken. So they go down in the elevator into the Department of Mysteries. And the first room, per Harry's memory from his dreams, is circular with identical doors lining the wall. Yeah. I feel like I've played this in video games. Yeah, it it seems. Oh to my be god, a, a Freya, you're so cute. Your little <gasps> face is the cutest. Yeah. We currently have the hiccups because somehow eating too much carrots causes that. That's pretty funny. Is that kind of color commentary that we need from you? <laughs> yeah, Dad's drowning here. You really gotta help him. <laughs> he keeps going back to the Spice Girls. Well, I it's only, dry. I it's only so have dry. One <laughs> That's like your whole personality on this show. It's just the longest Spice Girls show. <laughs> Bringing up the just, Spice Girls. Look, man, dead, dead serious. I'm just hoping that like Posh Spice or Baby Spice or fans and they're just sitting there like, oh my this God. guy gets it. Like, like this <laughs> guy. <laughs> you know, like. If you're a Spice Girl and listening to this podcast. Hold on. Wait, 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 no, no. If you're a member of the. Okay. If you're an original Spice Girl. No, 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 no. I said what I said. I want Spicy Girls to write in. Uh, Which Spice Girl would listen to this podcast? Ginger. Nah, dude. You know what? Sporty Spice. No. Sporty mm. Spice. Sporty Spice is too cool for us. Yeah, no. Sporty. You're like, man. I don't know. When I was watching the movie, I was like, she's pretty dorky. She's, yeah. she's a... She is a dork, but remember that once we, uh, as that reviewer mentioned, we only had one dude making sports references early on, and since then we've really mm. fallen off on comparing everything to football. Mm-hmm. 
That's why you really got to pass the ball down the field. And that's what Harry Potter needed to do. He needed to line his team up there really on the one yard line no. and go for it. He needed to look around and be like, we're forfeiting this match. Let's let the adults handle it for fucking nah, once. He needed to put the wicker <laughs> and the ticker and the click flicker. Oh, and then we All right, I'm, gra- I'm, I'm, I'm taking it back. This is my show now. <laughs> they go into this room, uh, the circular room with the identical doors. And as soon as they shut the door behind them, the room goes pitch dark except for like a weak blue torchlight and the doors start to spin which how extremely disorienting it is one of those things where when i was first reading this i was like oh that's kind of fun and clever and then they're like yeah now we don't know where we came from so you kind of can't leave and i was like oh that's sinister oh, no. gotta leave the door propped open that is dark yeah it's fucked but like i like i said i think it's very video gamey to me it's like oh no i don't know where i came from yep they start trying doors. Harry has them looking for a room that, quote, kind of glitters. <laughs> Very helpful, bud. Like, you mean any room with a window? Which I guess is no rooms down here in the Department of Mysteries, actually. I don't know. It seems like sparkle marble, marble is involved. You ever been in a uh-huh. house with black sparkle marble? You know what I mean? Oh, sparkle marble. Yeah. You know, like quartz countertops? People yeah. Do, um, remember know? I used to work for that remodeling company? They yeah. had navy blue, white, like marble or whatever, because I, I wasn't, I didn't know anything, with yeah. gold in it, and it was very beautiful. That sounds very pretty. It was like metallic. Man, what if I had enough money to replace my countertop? Dude, What no, if that I was know. a thing? I'm with you. I'm totally with you. <laughs> Okay, so the first room they go into is kind of like a study. It's not quite the right lighting. Yeah? Oh, that's your favorite part? She's like, it's very confusing. I only know one door. (laughs) Personally, for me, the tank of brains kind of creeps me out about this room. I'm sorry. Could you maybe call it a think tank? (laughs) That one was for you, Andrew. That was for you, Andrew. (laughs) So this room has more doors. They're more doors. They're like this. This there's a lot of doors in this place. Basically, <laughs> we got doors on doors. We got a tank of brains with no no context clues. The tank of brains is is deeply again everything about the Department of Mysteries is dark as hell. And it's one of those things where it's like, who works here? Are you a historian? The, they call like, them unspeakables. Do you remember that they call them? Unspeakable. I didn't, but I hate it. <laughs> Isn't there a movie called Unspeakables? No, but there's a bunch of like called. Like, there's one called The Untouchables. No, the but in 1996, the number one selling movie was Independence Day with with Will Smith. Which you think that would have got brought up at some point? The kids would have said something like, "This Ministry of Magic is crazy." But so was that scene where they blew up DC. They don't watch movies. <laughs> yeah, they don't watch, to watch movies. movies. I'm pretty sure they would have watched this movie. I don't know, man. I don't think any of them has a VCR. Uh, well, <laughs> there was Blockbuster. Trying to smuggle a VCR into Hogwarts. <laughs> no, Harry has like one of those TVs that was like Disney Princess that had the built-in Oh yeah, VCR, built in VCR. You know yeah, about? yeah. Or, like I saw my one of my friends had a SpongeBob one. 
Yeah, that yeah. was that was like a jam. You were like, I don't want the regular TV. <laughs> Fuck yeah. you, mom and dad. I want the shitty Mickey Mouse TV. I mean, to be fair, that's still kind of how I operate. When I got my most recent laptop, I was like, I want it in purple, and they're like, Well, it's oh, a real, sure. it's a real serious kid laptop, so it only comes in black or silver. And I was like, I don't think black. That's why you get a case, a purple <laughs> case. I will. That's what I did. My face is purple. Also, I just want everyone to know that Brooke took away my phone so that I cannot look up 1996 pop culture facts anymore. Thank so. you, Brooke. Fucking welcome. <laughs> so, um, um so, I, wait, what oh. are, what is our best guess for the brain tank? What do we think that is? Man, there's just something so sinister about a brain tank. Because <laughs> it attacks later. Yeah, it does. And I guess that makes it extra sinister. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. Like, what what do we think the brain tank is there for? Do we think, because like, I originally was thinking like lobotomy style stuff, you know, like dark mm. wizard brains or some such, but they, uh, the, they do the dementors for those. I, I was thinking know. like, just, I don't know, like experiments, like science experiments, <laughs> except they're not allowed to have spy- science. So it's just like magic experiments. Ugh, on a brain? I, maybe I don't know. Is that what happens in the wizarding world? If you donate your body to science, you go in the yes, brain tank. Exactly. Fucking yikes. Yeah, that's a yikes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they're like um, rat brains that they made bigger to see if they would work different. I'm gonna but tell myself that for my sanity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they go back into the circular room, and Hermione marks the door. They just came. through. Smart call, Hermione, once again. So now they go into, like, this big amphitheater room with, like, this weird dais? Dais? Dais. 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 No, no, no. Let's go back to that first. (laughs) Diaz. That weird, a huge D something? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, big old D. (laughs) Yeah, and there's an archway down there with a veil. That'll probably never come up again. The archway with the gently blowing veil is just the most, I don't know, it's the silliest, most dramatic thing. Like, that's full wizard drama, surely. Yeah, that's exactly right. And do we ever get, like, a full explanation of what this is? Like, is it meant to be? Because it's like, it seems like it's meant to be somewhat of, like, a death penalty, right? That you could, like, push someone through it and they never come back, though. But there seem to be people on the other side of it. And we just don't know what's going on. But you don't, I don't know. But man. it also has like a call of the void effect. Yeah, uh, but also it's. Is the, it Cthulhu's summer home? It is at the end of the day, the Department of Ministries. Not the Department Mysteries. of Mysteries. Uh, it is not the Department of Punishment. So like maybe it's there because they're like, they're like, this is a mystery. I don't know. This whole book kind of feels like a punishment. So I guess I'm just used to looking. Really? Well, but really? also oh. the courtroom. There are some courtrooms like near here. Like the courtrooms are near here. So maybe Ooh. they totally could take them That's down and give thinking. them a death punishment. Well, death especially if, if it's got like a seating area around it. Like clearly it's a spectator sport. Yeah. And, you know, it just doesn't really make sense why you then call it you know the department of mysteries you like i said you call it department of justice corrections but there's other mysteries in addition to this one department of corrections i think maybe the arch is a mystery but we we're not mysterious about how we use it we're just mysterious about what it'd be but then again maybe our entire legal system is a mystery man what if the mysterious guillotine what if the entire (laughs) 
ministry is actually built around this archway because the archway has always been. They couldn't figure it out, but they needed to protect it from the general public. So they built the Ministry of Magic around this arch. That's no one knows a, what it is. That's a great, that's like just in itself a great fan and fiction. That's why it's the Department of Mysteries. That's so good. Wow, that is pretty good. That's pretty good. <sighs> Not gonna lie, we peaked everybody. That's about as best as it's gonna get here. <laughs> Might as well pack it all up. Let's go, Freya. <laughs> We're almost done. Um, yeah, Harry gets hypnotized by the veil. They, it calls to, it literally like, call, it's, it's the literal call of the void. Like it calls to them and the way that the side of the road calls to you on a dark winter's night. I get it. But it calls to Luna also, like Luna and Harry both can hear voices, but nobody else can coming from the behind the veil. No, Ginny and Ron get transfixed too, don't they? I think they get, well, okay. So maybe we don't know who can hear and who can't, but Harry and Luna are like, I can hear it. And Hermione's like, I cannot hear anything. So I wonder, because Luna and Harry were the only people who could ride the Thestrals. Neville can also. Could see the Thestrals. Neville can also see the Thestrals. Does he get transfixed? I don't know. By the the door? I'm trying to look. Thank you. I didn't even bring my book to this recording. Yeah, no, it's all good. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. Brooke's like leaning forward, so I just have a good view of Freya's chubby, chubby cheek. (laughs) Pretty good cheek. Uh, So there's Luna. Hermione's like, there's nothing in there. Ginny and Neville were staring, apparently entranced at the veil. So Ginny's the only new addition to that. So I don't think it's a witnessed death thing. All right. Some people can just hear it. And obviously Harry can hear it because he's a little bit sensitive. I I got the assumption that Hermione didn't actually come up on the dais. Like, I I think she like she stayed off of it because it seems to be that as soon as everybody stepped close enough to it, they got like kind of sucked into its orbit. She was too smart to, like, get up there. She was yeah, too wary. She, yeah, she was like, I'm not approaching the mysterious veil in the already deeply fucked department. We just saw a tank of brains, guys. Yeah. I'm not this is, going to the this, veil. This shit is pretty scary. It's spooky. Yeah, this shit's scary. I'm, I'm, I wish the movie had just gone full horror show at this moment. I know, and really the brains. into it. The brains, the like, the veil, like actually like calling to them to witness, yeah. you know, to just give in to nothingness. I don't know. Yeah. I always thought, I hoped the movies would be directed by Guy Ritchie. Just felt like it would have been a little bit more fun. <laughs> Who's Guy Ritchie? Oh, uh, Guy Ritchie, the British director. He did like uh, the Kingsman and like like all these like uh, great like a lot of like I great early two thousands and nineties like British centric movies that are very like. <laughs> Oh, uh, I'm trying to think of like what's his better known ones. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of like Freya, big guy Richie thing. Fan. But yeah, you say like, it the mic? he has a very distinctive style of directing, <laughs> and also uh, he almost always makes sure he uses like British actors and who are not afraid to talk with like a thick Cockney accent or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh hi Freya, you're so cute. Sorry, very distracting to have her face there. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, please don't stop. So Hermione finally drags them all away from the arch. And thank God. And they go back into the circular room and uh, they mark the door and the wall spins. So the next door that Harry goes to is locked and nothing will open it. And we immediately melt the magical pick lock picking knife, which sucks. 
whatever, dude. We, we're not going to use it anyway. Might as well just destroy it for no reason. I mean, it's literally one of those things where it's like, I just needed it for this book. You know? Uh, <laughs> now there's it's so many gone. things going on here. I'm going to melt that loophole right on down. <laughs> <laughs> then Hermione reasons... I, was, I forget who is like, well, it's probably locked because it's the right door. But then Hermione's like, it's probably the that's, wrong door because in your dreams you could wa- walk right into them. That's Ron being like, well, if I can't go there, I need to go there. <laughs> I want to go to there. Just thinking about being like 15 and so stupid and like being in this situation is just it keeps being it keeps horrifying me anew. I keep thinking about being 15 and thinking that you and your scrawny ass buddy can just bust down a door because that's what Harry and Ron start trying to do. Okay. All right. This is the time that I chime in. Okay. As a former scrawny 15 year old dude who thought that him and his fellow scrawny buddy could, you know, bust down doors and take on the world. This is just inherent to like all men, okay? And is boys. it is it like everybody's fantasy? <clears throat> Who here has had a fantasy of busting a door down? Because it's something I've seen but never cared to do. Uh, our listeners no, can't see this, but both me and Freya are raising our hands currently. Freya uh, does not need to bust down a door. It's it's just a <laughs> it's a it's a rite of passage as a man to 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 bust down a door when you're. 15. I don't know. Have you busted down a door? Yeah. How old were you? Oh, uh, I think I was 16. I got thrown through the door. Okay, so that's not really busting down a door. Well, my friend Courtney in college busted down a door because she found out that her boyfriend was in the middle of actively cheating on her. And she went and kicked in his door and caught him in the act and threw his weed on the ground and stomped it into the carpet and uh, then marched out. Wow. Yeah. That's that, kind of fun, right? That's she just what she raw adrenaline. That's like, what she, hold on. That's what she chose to stomp on. Like bust yeah, in the valuable. room. And you, there are other things in that room that were very valuable in that moment. She could have stepped on. He's talking about the dick. The dick. Uh, uh, he's talking about the dick of the if, person. If you got the strength to bust down a door, you got the strength to whip out a dick and stomp on it. <laughs> don't stomp boots, dicks. You know what I mean? Just like. That's why you D- wear boots. DSD. Stomp don't stomp anything. dicks. These boots are made for walking. <laughs> That's just what they'll do. Bust down a door, then I'm gonna stomp all over you. Do, 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 dick! Very nice. Where the fuck are we? Okay, we go into the glittering clock room. Yeah, we finally find the glitter room. <laughs> Which I'm into. I'm into the glitter clock room. Um, I am too. But also, okay, so all of this just sounds like, like, these all sound like non sequitur ideas that the author had at some point and then decided not to use anywhere. You know what I mean? Where it's like, yeah, uh, like this would be a cool wizard thing, but like, I'm never going to use this. So I'm just going to dump it here. Okay. Kind of like, kind of like at the end of Sorcerer's Stone, when they go through all the steps to get to the stone and kind of like at the end of Goblet Fire, when they go through the maze and there's all those things for them to get past in the maze. So it does seem like she just likes to be like, well, I invented these things. So now you have to face them. I also think at this point, JK Rowling is literally like, she sounds like somebody who's never read the books. Who's literally like, like (laughs) come up with like mysterious wizarding things. And they're just like, they're just sitting there and they're just writing shit on a wall and they're like, I don't know, no brains, float, glitter. They're like, like it, Mysterious like it. veil. Uh, egg that turns into a bird that turns into an egg <laughs> that turns into a bird. 
they wrote down like adjectives and nouns on different pieces of paper and they were like drawing them and they were like glittering clocks alive (laughs) brains okay all right and then but once again like the criteria was it can't be anything that's already been previously mentioned in the book so someone's like a mirror that like shows you your decon no no can't use that can't Can't do that oh what about a stone that like grants you more no 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 can't do that well she kind of does reuse that when she does the resurrection stone in deathly hallows it's like it's not the same but it's not not the same (laughs) maybe maybe her editor sat down with her and was just like what like, editor? Baby, baby, what baby. Editor? Like you gotta you gotta come up with some new wizardy stuff. You gotta give me a glitter clock room, man. <laughs> the, kids, the kids want glitter. It's nineteen ninety six. The Spice Girls are running wild we here. We gotta get some glitter in this book. Right. <laughs> I'm thinking for some reason about um James Kahn from Elf. He's like that grumpy children's book uh like editor. Yeah. And he's yeah. doing the like like uh, uh, it's it, Peach is too vulnerable. <laughs> okay, so they enter. They go, oh, there's this like bell jar, um, giving off its own light, and there's an egg that hatches into a hummingbird and then goes back into an egg again. I know you said that, Brooke, but I just want to emphasize that that is something that's disarming and happening. It is, and it's also something. Yeah, yeah, we don't like that. Michael disapproves of the specific hair tie that I've handed our daughter to chew on. Guys, this is what parenthood looks like. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so anyhow, uh, they... <laughs> yeah, the the egg hatching into a bird, ha- turning into an egg thing is one of those things where it's like, okay, also, like, why? <laughs> what? What is this? Why do we care? And, like, one thing I don't like is, like, once again, we get a moment where it's, like, Ginny we're not quite sure what to do with her as a character yet. So it's like, well, she's fierce, but also she likes girl stuff. So she's like, ooh, a hummingbird. <laughs> she's not like other girls, though, you know? Well, yeah, Freya does not like that character. Fre- Freya agrees. Need more stronger, <laughs> independent women. Yeah, more stronger, independent ginger women, perhaps, Freya. <laughs> Did you either of you read ahead or do either of you remember what happens in the next chapter? Uh, no, I I kind of blank out at Voldemort slow clapping his way in. Or is that Malfoy slow claps his way in? Um, I think it's Malfoy slow claps his way in. <laughs> oh. Well, Freya is now upset because she didn't read ahead. Thank you, Brooke. I think it's actually because we had a diaper change. OK, sounds good to me. Bye, Freya. She'll be back. And Mike. He'll be back. Yeah, so in the next chapter, this bell jar with the egg and the hummingbird, a dude falls into it and he has a baby head. Do you remember that? No. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I don't remember that. And that is the most alarming version of what you could have said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah, he he gets stuck in there and is he has a grown up head and then a baby head and a grown up head and a baby head and then he stands up and he has a baby head and he's confused and crying. How fast does it work? Because you got to really time that out. Like how many seconds to get you back to your current state? No, I I don't know. Yeah. Oh really? Freya says baby heads are not too bad. You should try it. <laughs> Man. 
Imagine like a security guard body with a Freya's little head on top. <laughs> she has truly the largest cheeks. Each cheek is the size of a tennis ball, nearly. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. So they go into this big room with all the shelves. And the shelves are covered with dusty orbs. It's probably nothing. <laughs> but there's no serious. Yeah, they go to row 97 because Harry specifically saw that in his dream. Um, mm-hmm. That Sirius was at row 97. But he isn't there. Sirius ain't there. Harry's very like... Uh, well, um, oh man, oh god, now, now comes the worst part, I might have to admit that I made a mistake. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. We're not doing that, so let's just barrel head first into the next thing. He literally just, like, keeps walking around like, ah, uh, he should be, <laughs> like, right, like, maybe I got it wrong by, like, you know, like, sixes and nines kind of look like each other if you look at it upside down, so... <laughs> Ron notices an orb with Harry's name on it. And it also says the Dark Lord on it. And Hermione is like, I recommend against touching that thing. Yeah. Hermione's that looks like, like a trap. Simply everything we have encountered in this place has been a, a horror. Um, maybe let's not. Yeah. And Neville also is like, maybe don't touch it. But uh, Harry touches it. He, he, he straight up picks it the fuck up. Because Ron's like, I don't know, it's got his name on it. I Would you touch it? Mike, would you touch it? Exactly, Freya. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Freya's, if to translate, what Freya said is, I would stick it in my mouth and lick it. Um, and I would agree I with believe this. it. I would stick it in my mouth and lick it. Uh, Freya says, and drool on it. She says, drool on it. So I would stick it in my uh, mouth yeah. and drool on it. And I agree. Yeah. It's the logical thing to do. It's very it's very mysterious. Like, you got to fight mystery with mystery. You know what I mean? See, I don't have I don't have a bold bone in my body, and I would be like, no. No. <laughs> Interesting. I'll ask about it later when we're anywhere else. <laughs> I'm bold, and I still probably wouldn't touch it. Also, do you remember that baby from a series of unfortunate events and she like bites stuff to figure it out? That is how babies work, but also I've never read nor seen a series of unfortunate events. Oh, I was not that kind of kid. She looks she looks and acts like like a like a like a 10-month-old, but she she understands everything that's happening. It's very eerie. So Harry grabs the prophecy and then a voice behind him says, very good, Potter. Now turn around nice and slowly and give that to me. Da-na-na. It's literally like it, it is the moment in the in the action movie when they're like, wait, was this a trap? And the villain's just like, very good, Mr. Bond. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, that does seem like it is like a 1990s James Bond movie where it's just like, well done, Mr. Bond. It's like, how did you make it through all the traps too, jackass? Like, <laughs> Wait, did you know which door to go yeah, through? How did, like, actually, I'm clapping because you were able to do everything I did, but you did it quietly. Like, like someone should... Someone should applaud you, dude. Good job. Have you guys been hanging out in here? If so, how long? Also, you gave me this vision at like 2 p.m. Also, Have you been here this whole time? 
where have you used the restroom? Like, is there a vending machine? Like, <laughs> do we think they snuck in here while the ministry was like popping and then just like camped out? I guess because it really was like mid afternoon. Yeah. When he had his vision. Right. So I'm like, I don't know. Have they just been chilling this whole time? Like, Voldemort's like, I'm going to send him the vision. And it's like, all right. And now we, uh, we wait. Play a little truth or dare. Maybe some never have I ever. He's like, he's like, he's like, we'll sneak in here during the daytime when the place is open. And then when it's closing time, we'll just go hide in the men's stall. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then like once the place is shut down, we'll then like, you know, like chill out and everything. We'll pop out and wait for Harry Potter to arrive. <laughs> You're like, wow, that's evil. You could have headed him off. I guess they, they needed him to grab the orb. He's pretty obstinate. I don't think if they had brought him here, he would have grabbed it. Also, like, would you really want to follow a guy who's like, check it out. My plan is I'm going to put these visions in a teenage boy's brain because only he can get this orb. And you're like, aren't you like the most powerful wizard in the world? And he's like, yeah, but this teenage boy. And you're like, mm, I don't know if I want to follow you, dude, anymore. Definitely a lot of elaborate plots pinning on Harry Potter being somewhere very specific, doing something very specific. Yeah, I just I like, OK. Whatever, we're here now. I guess it works. But like, it is one of those things where I'm like, I feel like there are so many parts where this plan could have gone wrong. I, I maybe would have headed him off when he got there and then just taken him there and told him to go get the orb, which you would think might not work, right? Except that that's literally what happened with the Sorcerer's Stone. They brought him up to the mirror and they were like, can't figure out how to get the stone. And Harry's like, got it. Yeah, I, I got yeah, it, and it's in my pocket, point. and I love that that's happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they just wanted to like make sure he got lured like deep down in the. Hmm, I was gonna say skyscraper, but it's like deep underneath, though. It's like it's like <laughs> underground, deep in the bowels of the Ministry of Magic. And and also, <laughs> like at no point in time was Voldemort like, like this might. I know this is crazy, and this orb sounds magical. But you know what's really magical? The 1996 Chicago Bulls. They went 72 and 10. Like, at no point is that brought up. Like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, if I'm facing my nemesis at some point. I, yeah, exactly. No, Freya, you'd no. Be like, that's your daughter telling you it's not a good joke anymore. <laughs> that's what daughters are for. I should know. Um, I feel like if the ministry is a body, this is not the bowels, but the vagina of the ministry because it is dark and full of secrets. Thank you. Whoa. <laughs> wow. And it's just a bunch of men fumbling around trying to find the shiny orb. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is. Oh, it really is. And And the great thing about that analogy is it's both it's both teenage boys and old men too. And if you is, thrust in the wrong door, she disappears forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why consent's important, kiddos. <laughs> no, it's not a good joke. Or is she crying? She's laugh halfway cry. between crying and laughing. If you laugh yeah. at her, she'll change yeah. it to a it, laugh. The trick, the trick she's not Freya's, committed to the cry. So watch. So Freya's gonna be like Freya's like this, and she's like, look, she's look grumpy, and you go, <laughs> Freya. she thinks that's pretty good (laughs) that's rich 
<laughs> now she's fine. Do either of you have any last thoughts about the chapter? Yeah, I actually have a controversial statement. Okay, let me have it. Honestly, rereading this book, I like it more than I liked it the first time. No! Okay, tell me more. I know. So here's the thing. When I was first reading it, I was like, I was an angsty teen. Oh, my God. She got your watch off, dude. Mm, no, I already took oh it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> little pickpocket. So when I was first reading this book, I was an angsty teen. And I was like, wow, this is really overkill. Like, who's this angsty? <laughs> and now reading back reading back over this book, I'm like, wow, they're, this is actually exactly how teenagers are. Like, this feels, in hindsight, so much like what a... I know you feel that way, but you haven't experienced 15 yet, so you might feel differently when you get Just there. Just you wait, girl. That's 15 times your life into the future. But truly, it is one of those things where it's like, I I just feel like the... Like, the, the emotions, the way that they interact with each other, in general, I would say that this is that level of angst, and it's appropriate for both babies and teens. Mm-hmm. Definitely a lot of angst. Mike, do you have any final thoughts about this chapter? I know. I'm ready for the book to be over, too, Freya. I mean, wow. What can I say that Freya just didn't say herself? I mean... <laughs> The intersection of the economy, the burgeoning growth of the technology industry in the early 90s. I mean, the fact that Ask Jeeves was the predominant search engine. Oh, my God. I mean, she's Ask not wrong. Jeeves, I forgot she, about him. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. And <laughs> But I think what Freya said, though, about, uh, you know, the fact that we're all souls entwined and we're all orbs born again, uh-huh. turning in the birds and... Back uh-huh. We're orbs. all baby bird orbs hoping to get picked off our dusty shelf. Orb. Yeah, like, and so, really, you know, I, I, what, can more, what more can you add to that, really? What more? <laughs> Nothing. Let's call Nothing. it there. <laughs> yeah, let's just, let's just call it the 1996 Chicago Bulls. Oh, my gosh. Are the greatest so, basketball team um, of do all either time. of you want to plug your socials or anything? Mike, you go right on ahead, buddy. Uh, well, uh, I'm just going to say it, uh, cause Freya won't, you can find Freya at rattle baby, no, uh, on Instagram, uh, I do want to actually apologize to the listeners. We are, in t- we are keeping our child off of all social media and all images of her off social media. So unfortunately there will not be an image attached of the aforementioned chubby cheeks to this podcast. Episode. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. But take it from me. Let I, that's a cute baby. I'll describe her to the listeners. She's cute, and she's got cheeks, that's for sure. And you, she got r- red hair. Actually, uh, it's yeah. orange. It is orange. Um, you may not be able to find images of her, but you will be able to find her commentary on Twitter <laughs> at oh Dem Cheeks. Uh, <laughs> that, I, do not, not look up Dem Cheeks Dem on cheeks. Twitter. <laughs> no, 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 no. I encourage your listeners to look up Dem Cheeks. Do not look up Dem Cheeks on Twitter. <laughs> well, you will find biting commentary on the current NBA playoffs. I think we're all surprised the Lakers made it in, but, you know, oh, the honey, breaks. no one knows sports. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what have you guys been like reading or listening to or talking about recently that you want to plug to the listeners? Yeah, so parenting. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Do not plug parenting on this podcast. That's a, that's a very irresponsible. Have you ever knocked up your significant other? 
You should try it. No. <laughs> I've been Brooke Matherly. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Passion for Parks. I post lots of lovely pictures that I took in national parks and then also some pictures of my smiling face. And then um, you can find me on Twitter at Grumpy Brooke. Um, my content has gotten decidedly more about babies recently. Um, so just I get it. Know, know that you're in for that. <laughs> and I would actually like to plug If Beale Street Could Talk, uh, which was Oscar nominated a couple of years back. And it was kind of one of those movies that like I had only heard critics talk about. So I, I wasn't super like interested in it. But holy shit, it is so, so good. So, so good. Like, if you... It's got a very similar, like, feeling to it without the comedy to, like, Black Klansmen. Like, it, it's, like... It looks very similar. It's got really cool... Yeah. It's got cool cinematography, cool imagery. It's it's a very, very cool. gorgeous film and very fun. Not fun. But it's, it's a good watch. It's very enthralling. So, if Beale Street could talk... Awesome. Thank you so much. And you can find me at Weird Cars, RVA, which I have not posted anything on that in a long time, so I need to. I would actually say uh, uh, it's something actually you were reading, but y- you were you were teaching me through osmosis because you were telling me everything. Was uh, There was a book about <laughs> Hawaiian mythology that you recently picked up, Brooke, and that uh, was pretty cool. Do we know... Any details about the book? About yes, I'm, I'm looking it up. Hold on just a second. <laughs> it's called. Um, so the book is called uh, Hawaiian Myths and Legends, and it is written by his Hawaiian oh. Majesty Kalakua. And uh, it, he was one of the last kings of Hawaii, and he wrote down. <laughs> it's less mythology, and it's more like legendary figures in Hawaiian history. It's very good. That's cool. And then also to one last plug, uh, which will bring everything full circle, uh, I strongly encourage watching the ESPN documentary, The Last Dance, which follows the 1998 Chicago Bulls uh, and also came out in 2020, in the spring of 2020, which was the last time I was on this podcast. Wow. Amazing. You know, it's just it's just circular like that much like an orb much like a bird becoming an orb (laughs) okay perfect i've been your host christina you know where to find me and this week i'm gonna plug this i'm lately i've been listening to this the starless sea audiobook written by aaron morgenstern and narrated by full cast it's one of my favorite books of all time and the audiobook is quite good but i also read it with my eyeballs the first time i read it and that's quite good too so i recommend the Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern. You, this kid is kissing, or this, this is Freya kissing. These are the kisses oh, wow. I keep telling She him. literally <laughs> just puts her mouth like this and goes, Argh. Freya is eating Brooke's face. That's how she kisses. <laughs> poorly. She kisses with all her heart. She doesn't, she eats her, your face poorly and with all her heart. Give dad kisses. <laughs> give dad kisses. Dad is not jealous, but give oh, dad kisses. <laughs> Hi, dad. Well, thank well, you so much for letting our yeah. chaos pod be on the podcast. <laughs> this, is, this has been an absolute delight. I love ah. you guys. Thanks for coming on the show, Fran. Ah. I'm honored for your time. We ah. love you. Ah. This is an amazing um, oh, she got spit per- in my mouth. performance <laughs> debut. <laughs> for the baby. Oh, she got spit in my mouth. Oh, God. Ah. Oh. Ah. Ah. Ah.
<laughs> this is not the first time this has happened. No, it's not. She once got puke in my mouth. I mean, directly in my mouth. Only have kids if you really want to have kids, guys. <laughs> That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. Have you ever gotten so distracted in Stardew Valley that you forgot to sleep? Have you realized that you have a whole room in your house full of dolls? Or have you even bored your friends to sleep talking about your passion? Well then, Content Capable is the podcast for you. Join me, Sam, as I chat to people passionate about what they do, asking questions about how they fell in love with their passion, what they do, and how it interacts with their day-to-day lives. Catch the podcast every Monday as I find out what makes someone tick, all while gleaning interesting and insightful life lessons along the way. There'll be laughs, a bit of crying, a whole lot of conversations, and we learn just a little bit more about the world around us. Was that uh, fine? (laughs) That's exactly what I hope for from this recording. Okay, cool. Dave X Media.